0: Welcome back to the Creator Trey podcast. I've got a very special guest this week, uh, light linguist, quantum architect, and the second real-life wizard that I've had on in as many weeks. Uh, Ty L., how are you doing today? I'm doing well, brother. I'm doing well. Thank you very much. That's
1: cool. You had another wizard on, huh? I love it. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever heard of Devo Death?
0: I have not, but I'm definitely going to have to check him out afterwards. Yeah. Uh... A lot of really interesting magic stuff he does. Very he makes sigils and fun stuff like that. Awesome. Yeah, I work a lot with sigils myself.
1: Uh, I refer to them a little bit differently. But um, yeah, it's the same idea using different combinations of sacred geometry and what we might refer to as light language glyphs and scripts in order to make what we would call light codes. But it's the same way, right? It's just entangled data into a Visual geom- geometric firm formed.
0: <laughs> I I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so um, before we get into the nitty gritty, because I do have some awesome questions that kind of uh, get in there. Would you mind telling the audience a little bit about who you are and what you do?
1: Sure, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, my name is Ty. Um, people are more likely to recognize me by the name Ty L, um, which Ty L is just a designation that I've given to the different aspects of myself. So the collective versions of what people might uh, perceive as higher selves. So the more spiritual versions of selves, Um, I would be considered a energy worker or an energy healer. Um, or a quantum architect, which is just a fancy, (laughs) fancy label, right? These are just labels, but um, it's a fancy label for essentially meaning that I specialize in working with energetic structures. So um, things like even the human bodies and energetic structure. So uh, working with sacred geometry in a lot of ways. And I use uh, tools that I refer to as light linguistics, uh, just the study of these, the languages of light, light languages, um, there are like unstructured language, if I'm I'm expressing it vocally, that it like affects energetic structures. Um, But it it also can be expressed in different ways. So I use the movement of my body, um, and what people might uh, recognize as mudras and different combinations of these mudras, um, in order to facilitate what we would call light codes as well. So just different geometric forms that contain information, because light is data, light is information. So light language is just expressing extra data. So that's why we'll call them transmissions. But I use these tools in different ways in order to um, make rapid shifts in in the realities of the recipients, we can use it for things like healing. That's what I really focus on um, healing, Um, uh, what we might call activations, which is uh, kind of triggering something within you that's already kind of there in a lot of ways. So it could be like an a knowing in some ways, a remembrance in some ways, or triggering of a gift to come online. Um, and also the idea of upgrades. So if you already have things going on, so let's say that you're already tapped into what we would call clairvoyance, where you um, can see with your third eye, you, spe- you see more with your inner eye. Um, these type of tools, these type of um, abilities can be upgraded as well. So those are what what I use these tools to focus on is helping people essentially embody the idea of their higher mind, the higher self in the physical reality. So essentially triggering these things in other people so that they can remember more of
0: who they are, whatever that looks like. That's awesome. That sounds very complex. (laughs) Um, Hopping right on to our next question here. I noticed that a lot of your um, TikTok videos, you do your uh, light channeling over music. Does music help uh, work with the energetic structures
1: absolutely yeah so the, what's what's beautiful about music is that what well, every i feel i, I kind of look at everything as music so i kind of perceive everything as some kind of music right the universe the the one song right it, it, the universe is even a song that we're all being played through right we're each instruments and we each have our own unique song ourselves um so music is is it plays out in everything because everything is is vibration, everything is frequency so um with that awareness uh we can start to recognize analogies and these metaphors in different ways through our for ourselves as well so um you'll oftentimes hear people talk about like being like something resonates with them right or that it fits their vibe or this doesn't vibe with me um that's in, at a very baseline level it's because there's noise that doesn't feel right with your own music, because we are our own unique music. And it's perfect. It's just unfortunately, it gets kind of muddied up with all this noise. And that can be emotions, it can be trauma, it can be negative thoughts about ourselves. Um, so shifting those out is a, is a very powerful way to get in alignment. So you can hear your own song. A lot of times, tra- healing is kind of like trying to listen to a whisper in like a death metal concert or something, because there's all and so clearing those out so music in in general i think is a great analogy just for energy and in, in general um and if you and you can look at it from a very baseline like metaphysical perspective that everything kind of has these forms that play out just like the scales in music uh like the energy centers like the rainbow the, the energy centers the chakras people might refer to them as come in the similar octave and that plays out everywhere in the, the universe um so at, at one level, it it really is a very powerful tool in order to make shifts in people's energy fields using music, because we can feel it, we can vibe with it, right? Um, and I like to use an analogy with light language is a lot like music in that way that um, like with music, you don't need to know what out when they wrote it to feel what the music feels right to have like the vibe with it, right? Um, and even if it had lyrics, people might interpret those lyrics differently. Um, so light language is a lot like that in, in some ways it, it's really meant to be taken through the filters of the recipient u- uniquely. So I like to use music, um, for a number of reasons, but also I like to, to channel music or excuse me, channel my light languages to music because, uh, I can really s- sync in with the music and I can use the frequencies in the music in order to help facilitate, different sets of information as i'm doing what i'm doing um and at and at an even more core level it's just fun it's easy it's it's you know it like it's really allowing yourself to get out of your head and like dancing you don't have to you don't think about it you just go with it you go with the flow and what you'll notice is um when i do that to music it starts to sync up so i can it actually syncs up without me actually even trying to do that um so yeah it it definitely definitely does affect the energetic structures
0: in a number of levels that is awesome um i also have noticed uh in a few of your uh channelings on tiktok uh, because that's where i originally found you you start with kind of hard or not hard, but swift breathing. It, why is that? If you don't mind me asking.
1: Sure. Sure. Yeah. The breath is extremely powerful. Um, I would, some others might say that, you know, life is breath everything at, at a fundamental level breathes every life breathes in certain ways if there's an out and an in you might call it the feminine principle and the masculine principle The masculine being the exertion the feminine being the reception the, the the low pressure and the high pressure the electric and the magnetic um so in that way it's a very powerful tool to help shift energies we move energy through the breath as well so uh the breath is really important when it comes to to working with energy, um, so I do. I use it. You'll notice I sync it up in certain ways. Sometimes uh, the breath is really uh, a good way just to just push energy out, so you can push it out, help um, move energy through for myself as well. So yeah, the the, the breath is extremely um, important when it comes to energy work because if we're not breathing, we're not moving energy through our systems properly, and that creates stagnation. And um, that stagnation is where um, things get muddied up in our energy and things can start to to get dense and heavy
0: that's really interesting so a lot of your uh channeling kind of combines both breath and music that is really cool i listened to your interview with uh, brave to the bones podcast that was an awesome interview but i noticed that uh during that interview you said that you felt like the um, awakening uh, word was a little bit overused. Why is that?
1: Uh, you know, I, I have a terrible memory. Sometimes <laughs> I don't remember the context of what I was discussing at that time. Um, but, you know, awakening is it's kind of a, you know, it's a it's an interesting concept, um, kind of it's become a mainstream kind of term in a lot of ways, right? People talk about being woke or um, I'm awakened and they're not awakened. And I think a lot of times that kind of creates this little bit of uh, a sense of separation, which, you know, some people kind of will adopt that label and then um, use it to kind of from other people. So in that way, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of using the term I'm awake or, things like that. I think that we're all in different um, levels of awakening. I mean, some of us uh, have are keep hitting that snooze button in this analogy, right? So some of us are we're like, we wake up, but we're like, nah, no, nah, nah. we're just going to keep pressing the snooze button until we're really w- ready to get up. Um, but you know, it's, right now, I think there's a lot of deliciously smelling breakfast, bacon and eggs going in the other room that I think is starting to help people kind of awaken to these ideas more. And, and as more and more science comes out, um, to support all this metaphysical stuff, um, which has been around forever all the all the information's been around, but now it's becoming a little bit more mainstream. I think more and more people are awakened, yeah of that that they're they're more than what we've kind of been told that we are. And, and that can look unique for each person. So I don't think there's like a, a you can just be awake or not awake. I think it's a, it's a, a spectrum of awakening. So that content, I'm not sure of the original context, but that's the way that I'm expressing it now.
0: <laughs> I, I think that that is about the same. Yeah. I hope I'm not jumping from uh topic to topic too quickly. Not at all. Yeah. And please, please uh, don't don't hesitate to, to slow me
1: down or something doesn't make sense. uh, I'm kind of just going all out. So if some of these things are just kind of too far off the wall, I'm happy to articulate it. Um, how, how I perceive those things and, and, you know, a lot of lane and some of the other people in the the spiritual or energetic communities use, um, we, we use a lot. And sometimes we forget that that might have a different definition to other people as well. So please don't hesitate to stop me to help uh, for, for me to define these certain terms or things that I say.
0: Uh, no worries there. I've, I've been able to follow you. Okay. Sorry so for, for my next question, um, during the same interview you mentioned uh, like, The energetic field as this thing that covers what we might call reality, uh, but also reflects onto reality, uh, helping to shape it. Um, The last person I I had on here, Dave Odeth, he mentioned something very similar when he said that he was clairaudient, but he called it ether. Um, Mm -hmm. I know it's kind of hard knowing what someone else might have said but do you guys think you're talking or do you think that you guys were talking about the same thing or something similar sure sure yeah i that what that's what's beautiful about all this stuff uh, like
1: metaphysics is that there's so many perspectives um uh, regarding it and and a lot of times we're all saying this kind of the same thing but in different ways i think that's really a beautiful thing um because there's there's countless perspectives and i honestly believe that that's kind of the whole purpose of our beingness and and if you know if you want to call it the purpose of life is to to experience life from our own unique perspective because that's we're the only ones perceiving it in that way nobody else ever in the whole for looking from the perspective in which you're looking at right now with the set of experiences that you've had growing up you know your your belief systems literally even where you're looking at you know what you're looking at right now in this moment what you're thinking so i think in a lot of ways we're just we're collecting data where we are are having these experiences of different perspectives um so i i'm sure at some some level we're probably talking about very similar things um the ether to me is kind of it's like where where things can take place it's it's like the the empty space in which we can then have experience so in in that way I think it's probably similar yeah I wouldn't doubt it
0: (laughs) would you um so would you say you're clairsentient or clairaudient I'm I know it's another labels thing but it's that's what people use for this stuff there's not a lot of other ways to put it
1: Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. So my main clairs, so um, for those that aren't aware, a clair is kind of, it it means clear. So essentially, when we say clairvoyant, um, we're talking about clear vision. So being able to see, um, if you want to call it psychically or perceive more layers to what's there, to see and Uh, yeah, filter through the idea of visuals, that would be clairvoyant. Um, And clairaudient, like you mentioned, would be hearing, clear hearing. So hearing maybe spirits or hearing uh, other information. So with me, my are clair sentience, which is is clear feeling. So I feel energy very tangibly, just like I would when I'm feeling this table. It's just a different type of feeling. Um, and then my other main clair is clear cognizance, which is like a clear knowing. People might consider that channeling or just downloads, spiritual downloads. I just get information. Um, I don't have to like decode it. It just drops in like a package of data. But I also am uh, clear audience as, as well so but my clear audience is a little bit different so for example I don't have an inner monologue um, some people have an inner monologue where they hear their own voice in their head or they hear music they hear all sorts of different things in their mind with me it's just completely blank the same way with my visualizations I don't visualize either inside I do not see with my mind's eye, it's just black blank. And if you were to tell me to, to see an image of an apple, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't be able to see that apple at all, I would know what it looks like. So that's where my clear cognizance comes in is it's, I get lots of data, I get enough information that I can almost create a picture, but I won't see it. And my clear audience is is like just pure frequency. So, it, to me, I hear frequencies like you would like high pitched sounds and different layers of high pitched sounds and different ears um, and different cadences and layer upon layer upon layer of these different just pure frequency. Sometimes I'll be able to hear some sounds um, in my head or kind of like in the space around me, but not always. But yeah, so my main clears are clear cognizance um, and clear sentience, and sometimes clear smelling. I can't remember what they they call that one certain frequencies as
0: well, which is kind of a trip. <laughs> that's really interesting. Um, it, it's kind of funny being visually impaired because I can kind of visualize, but I can't really. But if I hear your voice, I can reproduce it instantly in my head.
1: Oh, awesome.
0: Yeah, Crazy that's stuff.
1: Yeah, that's it. I find that really interesting. Yeah. Um, I've always been curious about that as well. Uh, you know, those that are visually impaired, um, or completely blind have never seen at all, um, with their physical eyes, uh, you know, some of the experiences that I've heard about when they, you know, like say experiment with things like plant medicine or, or have astral projection experience, really interesting to get that kind of data. I work really closely with, um, some very talented trainers and different, Modalities and different techniques and stuff. And one one lady that I worked with recently trains kids to see with their eyes closed, right? So with masks on, you know, blackout masks, and um, they can identify colors, they can read from books, they can do pretty much anything that um, somebody who can see visually with their physical eyes can do. Um. So, and I know that she wants to work with more people who are visually impaired, um, just to see what what that process would be like. That might be something that I I could uh, send her your way to see what that would what that might look like as well.
0: No pun intended. (laughs) That would be really interesting. It's it's really funny how little conversations like this just get put ideas into your head. Um. Honestly, with you and Dave. When I get off these last couple of calls, energetically, I'm buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> the meaning when you talk with somebody who has a high energetic frequency after you're done, you're, you're high on life for a while.
1: Yes. <laughs> That that happens quite a lot. Yeah, that's what when you start working with your energy field quite a bit, and you clear out a lot of things, and you and you become more activated in whatever, whatever way. These are just labels and whatever. But as your vibration changes, um, that's something that is is experienced by everyone that you interact with, everybody that's around you. Um, so yeah, when when you even just are looking, um, you're quantum entangled through just having connected with me in this way. I feel my frequency. Um, a lot of, we do this all the time, but we don't recognize it. So a lot of times if somebody just has really nasty energy, you're going to feel it in some ways without actually recognizing it. you're just like, you feel down, you you feel drained um, and opposite, you know, you may feel more buzzed or like some people might even consider it anxious because it's a high amount of energy. So it's like an excitement in the energy and people might label that, that extra energy as anxiety or anxiousness, but it's just energy, right? It's just a different um, experience of energy, but yeah, you know it's interesting just real quick on that 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 note it's funny because um when I first started to do a lot of energy work and and uh you know work hard I was getting activated and I was doing more stuff um I, I had a really hard time being in public because I would just feel everybody's energy and when would instantly start to heal them. It's not something I do intentionally, but just that's just the way certain people's energy fields are. So any anytime that people were in, let's call it my aura, my biofield, that would start to happen. Whether it's somebody at the checkout or you know somebody walks by me in the, in the uh, grocery store, but it would happen when I went to the movie theaters too because there's so many people around me. So like the first first hour or so, whenever I'm in a movie theater, I'm like feeling everything around me, and I'm like sweating and I'm like vibrating until probably halfway through the movie. And then I finally feel things release. And then um, it's interesting to watch the people around me, watch their mood afterwards as well, because they get really like happy and giddy and they like leave with a big old smile when they come in kind of a little bit different energy. So it's interesting that you brought that up. But yeah, that happens all the time. We all do that. You know, you don't have to. Or a wizard in order for us to exchange frequency and vibration when we're in each other's fields or we're connecting with each other, we're just becoming more and more aware of it
0: absolutely um it so in my uh interview with uh dave and i'm referring back to that a lot because this is you know just making connections um he actually mentioned that he has a black stone that he will carry to the uh grocery store with him because that will collect the energy for him rather than having him have to deal with it while he's there sure because Th- that kind of stuff is just really interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's not separate from science too. You know, I have black rocks. All- um, my f- my favorite black rock is called Shungite. Um, and it has these very powerful little structures, energetic structures within it called buckyballs or fullerenes or truncated icosahedrons, like a soccer ball shape. And they attenuate negative frequencies. So a negative frequency is like a frequency, an energy that has a counterclockwise spin to it a positive one would be a clockwise spin to it so what it does is these structures take that negative spin and they flip it to make it positive so it actually attenuates these negative frequencies so it's great for like electronics or nasty energy things like that um, other other stones that might be really helpful for that are things like black tourmaline or um or some onyx uh, there's a there's a bunch of them black stones are really good for will draw that energy in and, and collect in that uh, shungite actually doesn't do that it, it clears itself it doesn't ever need clearing um, but it just helps with those frequencies it's, it's actually it's my favorite stone by far But what I do is I place energetic structures around myself in order when I go to the grocery stores and when I go out in public. So I put sacred geometry around me that hold frequencies in that are right for me and reflect energies that are not right for me away. So some people might call this shielding or armoring Or I call it gritting. Um, Some people might refer to it as protection, but I try not to use that term because that implies attack. It means you're going to be defensive in some way. You want to feel like a a badass, you know? When you you don't, you want to be in that energy where people are not going to affect you. You're going to affect your field. Nobody can come in. You're just got a big old open heart things if you're just feeling really good and your energy is in a really good place you're not going to be absorbing other people's stuff you're going to be transmitting those those excitement energies those frequencies those love frequencies because um we talk about feeling love that's really just a very powerful energy that is made which everything is really truly made of is what we would identify as, as this love frequency. So when we can be in love, not necessarily in a romantic way, but just in that frequency, nothing can really mess with us.
0: That is absolutely. Um, Oh my goodness, This I'm going to have to have you back on um, at some point because this time is just flying by. <laughs> I talk a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, don't be sorry at all. I'm loving this. Um, really? These have been two very, very nice interviews. But I'm going to go ahead and hop on to my next couple of questions real quick because the Zoom's going to be yelling at me soon. Okay. Um, so have you ever heard of Hona Onapona? Absolutely. I love that. Yes. My my warrior academy friends, um, one uh, the main guy in there really practices that a lot because it's a great way of getting things that you feel are holding you back and separating it. Um, have you like what are your thoughts on that?
1: I think it's it's profound. I think it goes straight into your our programming. Um, and I, if I remember correctly, it's like, um, please forgive me. I love or thank you. I love you or something along those from a number of angles where you're you're apologizing, you're asking for forgiveness, um, you're showing appreciation and you're showing love. Right. So uh, allowing ourselves to forgive ourselves or to forgive others, if we're forgiving others, we're forgiving ourselves um, is, is powerful for releasing things that don't we don't need to hold on to and then bringing in those other frequencies of of love and appreciation um it's 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 very powerful very powerful and it goes straight into it's like a command prompt on a computer you know you're typing in exactly what you want to come
0: through and those frequencies at a really baseline level so it's actually it's it's very powerful that's great um between that hona onapona and then i know you've said that you tried reiki for a while but that didn't quite fit Do you think that there's any interplay between those healing, I guess, modalities and light linguistics? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So I would consider light linguistics kind of like the study of
1: the languages of light. Um, So, yeah. So light language is actually used in Reiki um so if you're familiar with reiki there's a symbol they use symbols in their reiki so they'll put uh you know there's one the the shoku ray which is kind of like a seven with a, a spiral that goes into the center to bring energy into a certain spot that's like triggering a light code we might call that a light code glyph so it's like entangled to a certain functionality so reiki uses light language and again light language is just a label um but they use And it brings through healing energies, life force energies. And remember, light is information. Light is data. So light language is bringing through more information in order to to, to
0: help people heal. And that's what Reiki does as well. That is absolutely great. Um, Before I hop off here, um, is there anything you'd like to promote or talk about before we end off?
1: Well, I, I just want to say thank you so much for inviting me on. You know, I love to talk about this stuff. So if you ever want to chat again, I'm happy to do so. Um, and yeah, you can check me out on social media. You can find me under Ty L, so T Y E L, usually hyphenated T Y hyphen E L. Um, so Ty L Heels on on platforms like TikTok or um, Instagram. You can find I'm launching my website soon here and I'll be doing um, a number of events coming up. So I'll be doing a class on light linguistics, a class on sacred structures or sacred geometry and how to use these different things like light language and um, sacred geometry in a practical way. Um, so I will have that coming out, but yeah, I do one-on-one sessions. I help people embody their highest self. That's what I specialize in. So helping people heal and activate themselves so they can remember more of who they are. So I, I do offer that and you can find more by finding me on ty-el.com.
0: Okay. I will put that down in the show notes as well. Thank you so much, Ty L. Uh, this has been absolutely incredible. I'm definitely going to have to have you on again. Um, I'm going to have to like, there's going to be like a month and a half, maybe around the end of this year where I just bring a bunch of people on again, and so we can talk about what's going on.
1: <laughs> that would be great. I would love that. I love to chat about this stuff. Anytime people can hit me up with questions, yourself included. I don't have all the answers.
0: They're just my perspectives, but I'm always happy to share them. Yeah. Awesome. Well, everyone, thank you for listening to another Creator Tray podcast, and I will see you all next Friday.